0: Just open up bit there, Lord, um, we just come before you, Jesus, and um, invite your presence. We know we have need of you desperately. God, we pray that you would take us to um, greater intimacy with you and greater surrender. Uh, we pray, God, that our days would be filled with thoughts of you and that the traffic in our souls would become less and the thoughts filled with you would become greater That we would be in a place of prayer God, a walking house of prayer throughout our day, Lord whether that be wordless prayer Lord, or prayer, prayers ascending your throne with words, Lord we're asking you for your presence to envelop us God, that we would be people of prayer and that we would be a community of prayer. God, I pray that you would give us that spirit of wisdom and revelation that we might know, God, what it is you're asking of us as a community, how to move forward as a community in the grace of God. So we just ask you for that wisdom, Lord, even now. In Jesus' name. I was really moved by the Hebrews class last night. Um, and just, I'm I'm gonna put it on the um, Podbean. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I think the recording got it. <laughs> we had some fits and starts along the way. <laughs> but um, I think the thing that struck me last night that Len brought out in the overview, and that was like kind of a aha moment, was the fact that this book was written somewhere between sixty and sixty five a d and I began to think, when were the apostles martyred? when did Peter and Paul get martyred, right and I think it was most records show that they were martyred somewhere in that time frame. Somewhere before, because they were martyred under Nero, so it was sometime before 68 AD. Um, There's a document called The Golden Legend, which has a lot of stories of the church martyrs and early church stories that may or may not be accurate, but they're interesting to read. (laughs) And I know in the Golden Legend, it has Peter and Paul getting martyred on the same day. And there was an exchange between them before they went to the death. And in the Golden Legend, it's this beautiful exchange. And when I read it, I was like, whoa, wow. They called out who they were in the Lord to each other and honored that. And then Paul went... Paul was beheaded because he was a Roman citizen. They would not crucify Roman citizens. However, uh, Peter was crucified upside down at his request to be turned upside down because he was not worthy to die in the same way that the Lord died. And so um, the book of Hebrews is laid out for us as a master writing, um, someone who was brilliant I kind of think it was Paul personally, even though Len sort of made the case that possibly it was Apollos. But it is a masterly written document that describes how Jesus is supreme and better than the Old Covenant. And Paul was immersed in the Old Covenant. He knew the Old Covenant better than anyone (laughs) because he was a Pharisee of Pharisees and we know his story. Paul being highly convinced of Jesus and who he is and how Jesus was a better new, with the new covenant. Jesus, it was a higher way. You know, Paul, better than anybody, would be the one, I think, to unpack the supremacy of Jesus over the old covenant. And so... um it's a masterly done work unpacking that all the way up to Hebrews 11 where he exhorts the believers of the day to not basically deny the faith because he knows he's going to the death. He knows he's right, that's right at the door. And, he, and think of how it would be in the early church if we were around apostles who were eyewitnesses of Christ. You know, the early church and the feeling of what are we going to do if our leaders get taken out? How in the world are we going to make it? I can only imagine, right? Sometimes in a lesser way, I think, what happens if Mike dies or Lou, (laughs) right? And we just think, Oh, no, you know, at least I think that way sometimes. We need these leaders, you know. Okay, how much more? <laughs> the apostles of Christ, the eyewitnesses, you know. And um, I can only imagine with the persecution that was so intense at that day and the church being, you know, persecuted and... um You know, having these strong leaders, but knowing, whoa, any of them could get taken out at any time. In fact, in the book of Hebrews, it talks about Timothy getting set free. And there's no other place in scripture where we even knew that Timothy went to prison. But apparently he did. (laughs) I mean, it says at the end, you know, um, it says, know that our brother Timothy, this is in chapter 13, has been set free with whom I shall see if he comes shortly. It just sounds like Paul to me. (laughs) And so, um, I don't think it's too unusual. Paul did not identify himself as the writer of this letter. I don't think he really needed to. He was giving his kind of like last exhortation to the church, I think, before his martyrdom, saying... Do not deny the faith. And he gives all of the heroes of the faith in Hebrews 11. And then what does he say in chapter 12? Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares. And let us run with endurance the race set before us. Paul was the one that said, I have finished the race. You know? (laughs) Um, looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and it sat down at the right hand of the throne of God consider him who endured such hostilities from sinners against himself lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls you have not yet resisted to bloodshed striving against sin So interesting. I just think, here's, I think, Paul's last exhortation. Hold fast to the faith. Do not deny the faith no matter what. Go to the death. (laughs) And um, so interesting how he talks about striving against sin, you know, as the thing. And that's so much like the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus was saying, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. You know, and so they understood something that persecution, um, there is such a great temptation to deny the faith and to fall away and to sin during times of persecution. Um, And Jesus knew that. He exhorted his disciples, don't sleep right now. Now is not the time for sleeping. (laughs) You need to watch and pray lest you fall into temptation, you know? And it's like, that was his concern. Don't fall away. Wake up. Hold fast. And the same with Paul. He's like, put sin away, you know? Don't fall away. Hold fast. It's the same kind of exhortation. Um, There's such a temptation when persecution is on the rise. And I remember Mike saying, in a meeting we had in Florida, we had a leadership summit, and then we had kind of a conference, uh, 1,500 people there. Um, And Mike was there, Heidi Baker, anyways. um, I remember Mike saying that he gave these Sometimes he gives these figures, you know, like, they're not accurate figures, he says that, but he has an understanding and can present an understanding. And he was talking about China and the persecution in China. And when the persecution came down there very strongly, he said it was like 80% fell away and 20% held fast to the Lord. And, um, he was making a point because, um, I think we think, oh, God's going to give me what I need in that hour. You know, I don't really need to prepare. I don't really need to watch and pray. I don't really need to build myself up in strength of the Lord. (laughs) You know, I can stay in my lethargy or in my compromised state. I'll be okay. Um, He's making the point that no we really really need to get ready because what we don't understand during those times is that there is a um, there is a onslaught of demonic pressure far above what we've experienced before, so strong that you know it. It can take us out if we're not ready. Like Peter, he just thought he was ready to go to the death, you know, before the Lord. And he's like, I'll never deny you, Lord. Right? I mean, when he's in the presence of Jesus, you probably feel like Superman when you're in the presence of Jesus. We would say the same thing. I'll never deny you, Lord. Never. Right? Right? But then when Jesus got taken away, the plan didn't go the way Peter thought. He wasn't as strong in his own heart, right? And when Jesus wasn't with him and he didn't have that strength, the power right next to him, (laughs) you know? And he's around enemies and he's around a demonic horde and he doesn't know what's going on. He's confused by the plan. What happens to him? (laughs) He comes under the you know, the sway. He denies the Lord. He runs away. He, I'm sure he never thought he would do that. And so, um, you know, there, there's places in the book of Daniel that we're going through Daniel right now where it's talking about the end times. It's talking about how uh, the saints will inherit the kingdom but at times it says for a time they will fall away but then they will be built back up you know it says that in the book of Daniel when you read it carefully you're like whoa there's going to be some shakings coming where many of the saints right will not be ready and will fall away yet not to their eternal destruction but will be built back up to go get that oil right they were the the unwise virgins who did not have the oil of the Holy Spirit, and they missed something they were they had to go back and get something to get strengthened in the Lord to not come under this demonic pressure anyways, all of that to just say, this is this study of the book of Hebrews, we need this. We really need this. And we need to understand the context in which it was written. It was probably written right before Peter and Paul were martyred. Dang. It's so intense. So we need to get ready. Um, It's written for us too. Because whatever happened to the early church is going to happen to us. Plus some. Because that's how it goes in the last of days, right? Everything's going to a head. The sin of man, the rage of Satan, but the saints of God who will arise with the light of the Lord on them, right? And there is going to be power poured out through the church, shining in glory like never before in history. As Mike says, the book of Exodus, the book of Acts combined and multiplied So we need to be kind of shaken out of our lethargy and awakened so that we can move forward awake in faith, in confidence, and get a life in God that is uncompromised, that's awake, that's alert, that's unafraid. I mean, I'm so quickly lulled to sleep. we're just doing the same thing. Come in the prayer room, you know. (laughs) You just, like, get into a pattern. And and it's like something about the message last night hit me. You know, like, this is for us and it's for us right now. We need to wake up. God help us wake up. Because there's a demonic delusion that's coming and demonic pressure that's coming, right? I mean, you see even a little bit of that in this... Season, you know, you see a little bit of that, like, you guys can come up with your own examples, (laughs) I don't need to go into them, but there's plenty of examples, and, it's like, wow, we need to know the Lord, we need to know what He's calling us to do, we need to be strong in our faith, and we need to be, um, holy, living holy lives, these are, Exhortations are like it, encouraging strength in the Lord. Resist the devil, he will flee from you. Resist sin. We don't resist sin in little ways, like lethargy and, you know, little compromises. How would we ever resist in something big? You know, when there's a sword at our throat. <laughs> Deny the Lord or die. I mean, it seems like, no, I know I would hold out. I'm like, that temptation is very strong. You can be a hidden Christian. God won't really mind, etc., etc., right? So, um, how can we resist sin? We need to resist the little sins right now. The sins of being angry at my spouse, you know. The sins of being frustrated, you know, whatever, whatever it is, and just take the road of humility and go, Oh God, I'm so sorry. I have a lot to learn. (laughs) God help me. Um, Let's just close up in prayer and then I'll open it up for any thoughts, reflections, um, anything you guys are feeling or thinking um, or prayer requests. So. Lord, I just thank you for this time and for uh, what you're doing in us. Lord, I pray, God, that you would get us ready, truly. Lord, that we would not be caught off guard. We would not be part of the 80% that just falls away, Lord. But that we would be ready. Our lamps would be full. We would be vigilant, Lord. We would be resisting sin now. We would be embracing humility now. God, we would know that, yeah, our those people we depend on, those leaders we love, aren't are going to last forever. And our trust can't be in that. But it has to be in you, Lord. And each one of us is to become a strong house of prayer, Lord, fortified. <laughs> Strengthened with your might in our inner man. Help us, God. We just ask you... Uh, to keep us awake, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.